All right, please go on. We've been talking for an hour, but please continue. Yes, so we had a bit of a warm-up uh, talk. Uh, so topic now, Israel, Hamas, uh, Middle East, or Near East, actually. So um, Matt just said, you just said, I can refer to you as you, you and not like I don't... You, right? you, you okay. can do that, yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> so you just said um, that taking a side on Hamas or Israel is kind of a not wise thing to do. Um, based on the, um, based on how complex the whole situation is, and I came to a similar conclusion when I uh, when I thought about that because I think the divide happens because of that. So you're basically playing into the political game that they're playing, where you where they want them to take sides. And normally it's a good idea to take sides in terms of committing to something, but when something is so loaded as that, then it just it just makes the divide even bigger and stronger yeah. and that's not helpful for anyone um, so yeah I think not taking a side basically you're taking a side on humanity which is you're taking both sides um, or I don't know I mean there are many people involved right there's even which country is supporting Qatar I think Qatar is supporting Hamas Iran is supporting Hamas Iran mm -hmm. as well yeah, yeah. yeah so there's you know there's a lot of a I mean, there's generally this divide of um, the like kind of the like the Iranian friends versus uh, the Israeli friends. Israeli friends, I guess. Yeah, so you could, you could say it like this. So um, it's funny because I know uh, we talked about this before. You said how I'm not such a political person. Uh, that was one of your right. <laughs> yeah. You said, yeah, I mean, it's true. I'm not too political. I'm more like on a humanitarian and social social side i mean you can't avoid it because it's it's still politics is everywhere it is it's inevitable yeah it's inevitable so it's um so it makes a lot of sense and i'm not actively avoiding it i'm just like uh it's just it's like religion like talk about someone who's religious about religion yeah you like as someone who is like a maybe agnostic or an atheist right mm -hmm. i mean it can work and i have a friend Uh, from Egypt, she's strongly religious. We have a good time talking, but it's loaded sometimes. Sure. Um, but we still appreciate each other's opinion, and we're not debating things, and uh, like to the degree where it's like, ah, I can't stand you anymore, stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, so that's not that's not happening. Um, so what are we talking about other than? <laughs> Politics. <laughs> well, Alex, <laughs> to, to finally say your name after three minutes. <laughs> so, Alex, it's nice to finally have you on the podcast. Yeah, it's great. I feel privileged after three, three how many, 400? How, how many are you in? How many episodes? This is 710. 710? Yeah. Damn. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And I started... A year after we met in person in Harrisonburg, ah. which was in 2018, I believe, right? Or March, I think 2019. March 2019, yeah. Mm -hmm. So I was about a year and a half in at that point. Yeah. And now I'm just over six years. Nice. That's great. Yeah. I think that's impressive. And I think it's also a good, a good kind of a role model kind of a... Because you, you're doing that for... Uh, it's not daily. It's not necessarily daily, right? It's once every three days. Now. Once every three days. Yeah. yeah. So twice a week. I think that's a good rhythm. It sounds compatible. 
And you don't really have... Do you write notes prior to recording? It really depends on the, the podcast. Mm. So, for example, when I did the Israel-Palestine-Hamas episode, I wanted to do proper justice to it. Mm. And I wanted to make sure that I got through points properly and that mm. I shared what I wanted to share rather mm. than just sort of doing this free-flowing mental exercise. Mm. But many episodes, it's really... There's this thing I want to work through here. Yeah. And I sit down and I'm like... 10, 15 minutes of just talking yeah. through it. Yeah. Talking through what I've experienced, what I'm making sense of it, how I'm seeing it, and what I yeah. want to do moving forward, sort of thing. Yeah. So most of the time it's disorganized. But, um, yeah. Disorganized, organized. Yeah. I mean, when you have spent so much time talking out loud yeah. to a microphone, yeah. It's very difficult to not get to the point where you learn how to organize your thoughts even when you haven't really wrapped your head around something. Mm -hmm. I've really learned that I can organize my head, organize what I'm thinking about, what I want to say, what I believe about something, and then share it properly. On the spot. On the spot. Yeah. yeah. And that's really what the podcast has been about is yeah. how can I learn how to communicate without saying like every other word, yeah. without stumbling over myself, True. and without really... Without feeling like I need to fill the air and just blabber yeah. to make it yeah. not uncomfortable. Got it. I want to convey what I think yes. in the moment and to speak like, a, like what I believe yeah. a real human being should. Yeah. To speak authentically, openly, and truly through yeah. my own voice yeah. in a way that is as clear as possible for someone else to hear and understand. Yeah. You know what's funny when you said it like this? First, I resonate with that. Because I also write a lot, and writing is, is super helpful for forming thoughts. And Undoubtedly so. Um, you know how you listen to podcasts, and they can be entertaining where you have these, like, like people who do the likes and fill the gaps and uh, fill the void and try to like, just fill every second. Yeah. It's kind of the noise that you see on social media. You know how you have like, a video that is full of like, sensationalism, like YouTube video? Uh, and you're like, oh, shocked from shock to shock to shock, right? Sure. Every every two seconds, you get another uh, doses of of shock. And I feel that this, when you have a podcast like this, where where there's a lot of filling the gap, filling the the holes, filling the the gaps and the silence as much as possible, you have that kind of sensationalist kind of social media noise level as opposed to the well made, um, super well edited documentary or even interview like super clean very uh concise um giving it the, the the appropriate amount of space um so the signal is like 99 and noise is very low and i think that's that's what i'm hearing when i when i listen to so, to to your podcast so you you keep the signal very high I do my best to do it. Right. I think it's inevitable to fall into the noise. Yeah. But I really do my best to clear my head and to clear my life. Yeah. So that I pay more attention to the signal and that I can speak more about the signal. Yeah. The only thing that, that uh, the creative warrior, the kind of revolution uh, that inside of me says, noise is good, garbage is good. You need to let out the garbage. 
you don't necessarily need to record the garbage, I understand, but many people just record the garbage, but they mingle it with the noise, which makes it for people who are sensitive, just noise, right? Because they, they're just very sensitive. But I still believe, uh, and, and your process is like this as well, it's just that you learned to become better at that, to basically disposing noise preemptively, filtering it before you can even enter your kind of deeper thought process, right? I think that's, that's what's happening, um, which is just because you've pr been practicing for, for six, seven years now. Um, so that's great. And, and th so then you have these people who speak to you concisely, precisely, eloquently, right? And you just don't hear any noise. You don't hear any hesitation. They can just speak. They don't speak like blah, 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 blah. But it's all like you got Jordan Peterson density where every, every sentence you need to digest and wait for, like process for another minute, right? Then you have that. And, and, and that's, that's very impressive, right? Because then your word means is like the value of your word, okay, of a single word even or maybe even sentence is so high because the density of the value is so high. And I think that's, that's probably one of, the, one of the things you're striving for uh, in your delivery, right? Absolutely. I care very, very much about the words that I use yeah. and what they mean. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But I've also realized that that's the case because I'm a person who thinks extremely verbally. Yeah. When I think in my head, it sounds like a podcast. Yeah. It's just words. Yeah. It's not very visual. It's not very mm. full of imagery. Yeah. It's really words. It yeah. sounds like me talking to myself. Yeah. Or me speaking with other voices or multiple voices ongoing in my head, having a conversation. Yeah. That's what thinking is to me. Yeah. Versus for my wife, it's very different. Mm. For Gabby, it's very visual. Mm. Lots of images, colors, movement. Yeah. And for me, it's very much words. Yeah. Very, very word-based. Mm -hmm. And I think for that reason, and I've noticed I've always been that way. Mm -hmm. And because I've always been that way, I've likely been very good at school because of that. Mm -hmm. I'm better at writing because of that. I'm better at doing podcasts because of that. I'm better yeah. at speaking because of that. I'm better mm -hmm. at understanding people when they speak because of that. Yeah. And that is what I think drives me to this. Mm -hmm. It's, I like to talk and communicate because that is where I can make sense of the world. Yeah. Versus I've noticed for many other people, it's not the case because words are not their home. Mm -hmm. Their home is images. Their home is yeah. movement. Their home is just this different way of thinking yeah. that I'm not personally very familiar with. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Kind of a, you have a go to medium, so to say, which is text in your case. Yeah. Words, spoken, Words. written. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah I'm, I'm very, yeah, I'm more like technical on that. I, sh I should say I'm, I have a computer science degree, so I'm, I, I tend to be a little bit, not too technical, but there is a technical thing. Um, and I also believe in a, str a strong value of words. Even things like, you know, videos, when you have videos and you have a transcript of the video, how helpful is that? Well, even in film right now, because they, they say there's a bit of a uh, mumbling, uh, 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 how do you call that? 
trend trend yeah happening where you don't understand what they're saying you literally don't understand because they're mumbling the shit out of the words yeah um <coughs> so you need subtitles sure so words super crucial the basis the backbone of things think about words of a screenplay like the backbone of a film of a blockbuster a million dollar thing so i, I totally get that um I have, the, I have the inclination towards myself. I have the inclination personally to acoustic things. I'm very much an acoustic person. Um, super sensitive with that. I'm not sure why that happened. It probably happened uh, because of me being a child, us driving in the car, my father driving, us listening to the radio, Madonna, whatever it was, kind of getting, getting uh, stimulated there. So even early on, something clicked for you with sound. Yeah, definitely. It's a, it's a very, I'm very, um, so I, I will share a little bit of that, what we just talked about earlier. So I'm in a kind of a post breakup phase and, and there's this uh, woman that I still am in love with, uh, who we had, um, we had like voice interactions quite a lot. It was basically the backbone of our interactions. And, um, that was beautiful it was basically like her the joaquin phoenix 20 2013 film that to a degree um it's it's very strange I, so there, there are really like quite some similarities to that it's very odd but i but you can fall in love with someone just through voice and the occasional photo that you send or you know uh, text obviously as well but the whole I mean it's it's never like just excluding any other medium right it's just um, the collection um, of, of things together so yeah just um, just that as a as a little bit of a thing what we talked about before um, before we started the podcast sure um, but yeah speaking of mediums and um, and text there's a bit of a criticism that I had about like visual stuff because everything is so visual right now. It is, yeah. Uh, says the person who's doing video editing for clients. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the way it is, right? It's, um, so everything, and, and I know you are, you, you're also, um, you're not on social media still. You're still like, you know, going strong or not being on social media. And I'm, me personally, I'm only using YouTube, I guess. Um, well, I don't know if Telegram now is considered. <laughs> is that social considered media? a social media? I think it is because yeah. of the group feature and stuff like that. Sure. So maybe okay. that, maybe I am on social media, but the way I'm using it is more like direct messages. Sure. So, um, but the whole visualization, like it's, like for me, even though I like movies a lot and films a lot, I I almost equally just like listening to soundtracks of films prior to watching or after watching um, the film because it's well first of all it gives you a different perspective um, well also because of the interpretation of the composer because he has, has a certain idea about the film but also it gives you just more wiggle room to think so when when something visual is presented it's all absorbing it's so all-encompassing right so um, when you meet someone, you look someone in the eyes, 
you you're fully absorbed especially if you're uh, sim- like if you are sympath- um, if you are if you sympathize with a person right uh, or you're attracted or like the person very much yeah. you just connect with them exactly but when you but, but it's, it's like it's all encompassing so but when you have audio like we're doing now you um, you have more room to do other things so listening to podcasts listening to music it can be more like a side activity you could you could neglect that as a side activity as opposed to watching something is more like oh you have your attention there you know where your head goes there's your attention as opposed to where does your head go when you listen to a podcast it's a greater test of attention yeah i think yes yeah but it's also um a way to stimulate like it's also a way to give space to more exploration because you can do another thing or maybe two other things while you're listening to something of course it's different when you just listen to something or uh, naturally but what the classic is you do the dishes you listen to a podcast doing the dishes is not very demanding it's not very complex so you can still i mean you can still screw up the dishes yeah, you can break a glass. <laughs> you can always do that. Uh, maybe because you are distracted by the by the thing, but um, the combination, and I'm sure you um, <laughs> you can relate to that. The combination of walking and listening uh, to a podcast is great. It's equally like a conversation having while walking. True. So that seems to be a very powerful combination. I remember, I think in the biography of Steve Jobs this like these famous walks that he had um with people um it's just i think it's one of the most beautiful things that you can do sitting and talking is probably pretty boring and and dull in comparison depending on who's sitting across from you well well that depends yeah that depends quite a lot Sure, I don't want to neglect the, the sitting, but maybe it's just because I'm a walking person. I yeah, like yeah. walking a lot. Yeah, uh, so there's my, there's my bias there. But you, you, get, you, get the, you get the movement and you get the thoughts. So you're moving your head, you get your thoughts into movement and you're walking your body that further simulate the thoughts in your head. So the whole thing is super, super productive. It's even healthy. But that's why I don't like the sitting then, because the sitting is then so um, yeah, it's static. Sure. Right. Yeah. As opposed yeah. to aesthetic or whatever. <laughs> Ecstatic. Uh oh, forget that that was, didn't make sense. I don't no, know. No, well I think what what you're saying about listening to something and doing some other activity is that it more fully engages you. I mean it, it's it's very similar how if you were having this conversation and I gave you some Play-Doh to play with <coughs> and you had some stuff in your hands and you got to be mesh, meshing around with it as we had the conversation, mm. the quality of your attention and the quality of your commentary and participation in the conversation mm. will likely be better if you're used to having more stimulation when engaging with other people or when, while listening. Mm. So walking and listening to something, doing the dishes and listening to something, you have this small additional thing on top of the bigger task that you're engaging with mentally where that little boost allows you to fill the bucket more. And when you fill the bucket more, the quality of your investment into the main thing is better. Yeah. 
So you're saying, if I understand correctly, that just a glimpse more of stimulation, small doses, stimulating the main activity that you're doing is then expanding uh, or like, um, like alleviate, not alleviating, improving the experience of the main activity, so to say. Sure. So basically, I think I have a, I, I think I can relate to that. When I, <coughs> when I was studying computer science, media and computing as is the, the right term for that, um, it's very technical, lots of code and stuff like that. What I chose then is uh, to have Spanish for two semesters, right? Studying that. And that, that's like the side, it's not the main thing, obviously, as a computer science student, you, you don't, you know, um, you know, like, oh, yeah, I mean, I'm, you know, language is language. Well, you could say that programming language is a, is a language. Yeah. Uh, but it, but it's definitely a side activity when you're studying computer science. And that definitely helped me also, I like it stimulated. It's kind of the, I don't know if that's a good example, but I'm going to say it anyway. So no, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking that you were, you know, you're fully committed to someone and then you have a, another person. <laughs> I don't want to advocate for that. But um, um, <laughs> there is something of, um, it's kind of like you have, the, you have the day job, right? And then you have the side, the, the side activity, what you, do on the, or what you do on the side. And you need both of us, both of them, right? You need... You need well, you basically need the, the, the salary, you need the main income, but you also need to um, self-actualize. Um, grow. Grow, play. Stretch, yeah. Because otherwise, what I'm experiencing right now with, with, with the day job, it's so dull. Look, I'm, I'm gonna share something here. Now it's on, it's on public record, and, uh, but I'm gonna quit the job anyway by the end of the year, so I don't fucking care. So, and it's in English anyway, it's a German job, so nobody understands. Um, today, when I was on the Airbnb, I was working from, uh, supposed to be working from midnight till 8.30 in the morning, which is the shift, because in Germany at, uh, at midnight here in Rio, it's five there, and five is when the, when the day job starts, right? So just for the explanation, and... Um, Started doing the job, stressful as fuck, you know, always is stressful, dull, but stressful. Um, and then at 3 a.m., something happened. And um, from the prior conversation that we had, you know, where I said that uh, God likes to fuck you, uh, he also likes to, we can curse on the podcast, is that correct? You already started, I'm not going to stop you. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> it's beep, beep, beep. The next five minutes are going to be beep, 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 beep. Okay. Um... <laughs> So guy, 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 Lord Jesus fucks you. Uh, but sometimes he's giving you a present. And that's awesome. It feels like heaven. So I was given the present of internet not working. Oh, wait. If, if the internet stops working, I don't have to do the day job, right? That's correct. Is that it? Yeah. And, and so what I did instead was, okay, I was trying. I was trying to communicate. I was uh, sending a, like a mailbox message to, to the superior of the day job company, <clears throat> letting them know, not being an asshole, obviously, uh, not trying to be. And um, then I enjoyed 
not having to work and I worked on the client thing instead, which is like, you know, there was five hours that I had for the for working on the client job and, and the due date is very soon actually today, but I'll still have the night so I can work there. Um, and, and I like that a lot. And so there were like six hours or so of, of no internet, uh, which is actually like, oh fuck, when I was on the computer, normally I listen to some Spotify, sometimes doing video, video editing, listening to Spotify is a little bit hard because you need to listen to audio. But um, I was like, hey, I can't listen to a podcast uh, right now. I can't listen to some music. How, oh, what do I do? I was getting a little bit like, like social media syndrome, like, oh, uh, where's the impulse? Like the a stimulation, fidgety, yeah. uh, uh, you know? So no internet, it, it does something to you. So at some point I was calming down. I was like, huh, yeah, well, I can still do the video editing without internet. Yeah, it works. And then the whole thing, because I'm using a software that is connected to the internet and then it synchronizes later. So I just can do the work and then later internet will be back. And then after, because the fix was just like the, the, the router, um, you know, disconnecting that. Uh, I could have done that earlier, uh, but part of me just didn't want to. And, and then I, I, I wrote the, the company, the job company, hey, you know, sorry, uh, bad weather, horrible internet, whatever I said, you know. Any kind of excuse, and I was like, yeah, I, I was, I, I was very, I was very, you know, feeling bothered, and but in the, but, I told them I was sorry, and I was sorry, but I was also very happy to not be doing that, because it's not a, it's not a good job. There's no growth in this job. It's just like doing the same thing over and over, and then you have complaining clients. In this case, one big client, that I'm working with, who's always complaining. It's just, it's like you're working, like you with with a person who's just complaining all the time. That is a lot of fun, right? Yeah, it is a lot of fun. It's not. It's it is not, not at all. Like, you want to kill yourself. You probably want to kill yourself. I don't know if I go that far, but or kill the other person, which would be like you know, killing the root of the evil. I'm not so murderous, Alex. No, I'm also not. But you know, sometimes I wish I were. <laughs> um. Yeah, so, so there are some good things about not having internet uh, and being disconnected. Um, basically, uh, it's kind of like the idea that I had for a while when, uh, when I used to have my one month of uh, research trip in September. Uh, the idea that you download things that you really, really need kind of like packing the things that you really, really need. But in this case, I'm talking about information, right? You know how you can download Wikipedia, like seven, whatever, 10 gigabytes, whatever it is. Well, it should be more now. Um, and then you have all this, the knowledge of the world with you. So I feel like um, it's good. It's a good even learning strategy to punctually, very selectively download things like language exchange, for example, right? Uh, like Anki, right? You, you put something into your Anki software uh, and then you download the thing and then you're exposed to the thing and then you learn these cycles in this beautiful kind of um, rhythm there. Sure. Um, so there's something about downloading things, going offline, disconnecting, exposing yourself to the material that you downloaded and then, then after, once you digested that, process things, you go back online. I think that would be the ideal world for me. 
it's very calm it's very serene it's very kind of like okay take your time it's also kind of the when I was in Thailand in Chiang Mai and I spent a weekend in a, in a retreat like a silent retreat you don't, you're not supposed to talk and stuff like that um, the guy or little uh, monk there he said things like you know when you're sitting and you're intending to get up you prepare yourself for getting up I think I shared that with you before I'm not sure I probably, I probably did so we, we, were, we were sitting and he was doing what we like he was telling us what to do so we were sitting there you know just like all zen and stuff like that and then they said you know sitting 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 intending to stand so and then we stood up and we were standing 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 intending to walk and then we walked and then we, we stopped and then we did the same thing over and over again it, it was a it's so it's one of those experiences where you feel in the moment what the fuck am I doing here what is that thing what is the clown doing there like what, what does he want but now in retrospect I'm thinking fuck you Alex come on Sure. You could ju- you could just be wise and shut up your monkey brain and just like you know I mean I was enjoying it but now in retrospect I'm seeing I'm talking about years this is nine years ago right it's still in my head so it's valuable but in the moment of, of that you think ah, I'm hungry you know I want to do all these things you know can I just hike you know get up and get out of here stuff like that like the typical monkey brain kind of activity um, so the um, the attention and that's why it's connected for me to the offline online thing is like the the intention of in the moment and i had these uh, in my app with my airbnb host um, the brazilian uh, her name is elba uh, she was just emphasizing on the importance of small moments um, and i know i shared that before uh, when i was listening to the um, uh, this uh, this lady that I used to be with uh, to one of, the, one of the recordings that she did um, and it just evoked some kind of good good memory where you, where you feel it's just a small the, the collection of small moments can make a life worthwhile you know like if you just have that collection even if it's a very massive huge collection but it's just small moments captured memorized and relived to some degree I think that's, that's, that's probably your story, the story of your life. And that's probably all that matters, in my opinion. And I'm not talking about just like the pleasant ones, even the, the not so pleasant ones. Because they obviously make you appreciate the, the better ones and, and great ones. Right? So snapshots of moments, like ridiculous things. Um... Like there was one moment in, in the apartment there, in the Airbnb where Elba, she's like fond of pajaros, uh, uh, of, of birds. She's feeding the birds with bananas, uh, right? And so she's like whistling, like, like trying to attract them, lure them. Um, and I was coming out of the kitchen and I was making the moves of the, the wings of the birds, like saying, coming, coming, because she <laughs> was doing the sound. And that's like, it sounds like, yeah, okay, well, that's a cute moment. Yeah, it's, it's a very cute moment. It's one of those moments where you think about, 
And now she's like days after, she's saying, coming, 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 like as a reminder of, of that moment. And there was another Airbnb uh, guest that, that helped, helped alleviate the whole moment, um, which reminds me, reminded me, well, first of all, of the power of one-on-one uh, -on -one conversations, but also there is a certain energy, and I like that too, of a three-person conversation. Four is already too much because it puts you in a like two versus two potentially mm -hmm. set up. But a three is kind of a, yes, you can have a two, one, kind of two versus one thing. But if, if it's a friendly environment, then a three uh, person dynamic is very interesting because, yeah, you have, well, one on one is, is, is nice and I prefer that always because you have full attention on the other person. You only need to focus on the other person. But the third element is kind of like the magic, kind of the X factor, right? Uh, and I feel when, when this, uh, this, this other Airbnb guest, uh, Wayla, um, was there, it kind of elevated the whole conversation even further, which shows something about uh, having a threesome, I guess, uh, which is a radical change of topic, but it just popped into my head, you know? So maybe there's, there's a reason why people do that, because they, they think it's the, it's the extra simulation of the third of the X element, element X. Not X like Twitter. Fuck you, Elon Musk. <laughs> we're really throwing everything out here tonight, aren't we, Alex? <laughs> That's what we're talking. I mean, you're getting you're getting full, Alex. Like I'm getting full. One hundred percent. Yeah. Right. I mean, why hold back? Why we, hold back? We had an hour-long conversation before the podcast, <laughs> and and you know my attitude about not holding back, going all in. Yes, I do. You know. Yes, I do. So that's uh, that's what I'm doing. It's interesting that you mentioned these points about these additional points of stimulation and how that adds oftentimes to the picture. I agree that it can add, yet I also think that it can distract mm -hmm. a lot and oftentimes beyond what is truly beneficial to us. Yeah. For example, in my work and in my personal attention span, what I've found to be the most enjoyable and pleasurable and present of moments are the ones in which I cut all the other noise out. I cut mm. all the other extra pieces out. Yeah. And I learn how to fill my bucket with this, this one thing. Yeah. So when I'm sitting in front of someone, can I allow them to fill the bucket? Mm. Can I learn how to engage with them more deeply? Can I learn how to listen more deeply? Can I learn how to be present? more yeah. deeply yeah. to the point where my bucket gets filled yeah. and I can really be with all of it because yeah. I think that that's something that so easily goes away in where we are in our world now is it's so easy to go and look for other things to fill the bucket yeah. because we get so used to all the extra pieces that we have right? Yeah. yet I think there's Oof. so much beauty in sitting with it and, and just filling the bucket yourself yeah. or learning how to find the places within you. Like, learn to open the doors within you so that you can fill the bucket, mm -hmm. you know? Because sometimes you're the one that's stopping yourself. I think that's true. Um, oh, sorry. Um, so we had a, I'm not going into detail, but we had a bit of a, a interesting conversation beforehand. I'm getting a little bit emotional right now because of the, the it kind of triggered what, what you, um, what you said about like, you know, simulation and um, like extra simulation from another party or whatever source. 
Um, but I think it, there's, there's some element to that. So why can't you, why can't you focus on the, on the one thing right in front of you? That's the, that's the, good, that, that's the, the big question, right? Why do you need the simulation? Why do you need the extra, the extra piece? What's missing? Is it, uh, right? Like every person needs to answer that. Um, and it's, it's not about judging a person that someone needs that extra spice. Um, it's like shopping where you get a rush and like, yeah, it's great. Like I'm on a roll here. It's, it's awesome, right? I'm accomplishing th so many things. Um, but it's so shallow. It, it, and you feel like, fuck, it's like you're wasted. You drank alcohol. I know you're not drinking alcohol, but uh, have you ever, you, you have consumed. When, once when I was six years old. Uh, yeah, I think I remember that. I was still like, what the <laughs> fuck is happening? You haven't, you <laughs> I, I don't know if we should get into that whether you actually should have seen some therapist about that <laughs> I've done the work Alex don't worry I've done the work <laughs> you digested that okay so normal people <laughs> don't do it at this age uh, they do drugs <laughs> they do drugs at six that's right instead where, of alcohol they do cocaine at six where, <laughs> where I grew up <laughs> in the 90s you know Kurt Cobain style <laughs> We were high, like, you know, when we were six, you know, <laughs> smoking the shit out of things. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so <right. laughs> uh, it's good to chuckle. It's it been, is. it's been some tough days for me. Um, um, so, mm, why do you need the simulation, right? So what, what is, what is wrong with you? What is, what wrong, is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? Like, really? The, that so there's there's always something that that you, that you're lacking that you're not fully engaging with and i know that with my family there's so much unsaid things it's horrible right so much in the air so much pressure so much lack of love so mm. much with again like you know not having the cojones to talk about things sure that's in my family mm. it's in my family and i hate it i'm well, I'm not going to make myself like a superhero, whatever. I'm not painting that picture, but I'm addressing things when I recognize things and I'm getting blamed for that. Sure. Because, you know, blame the messenger, right? Yeah. No, the fucking message is the core thing, not the fucking messenger. <laughs> Don't fuck the messenger. Fuck the message. <laughs> Don't shoot the messenger, Alex. Oh, fuck. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> uh, we were early on, a, on an I'm sure the messenger would not mind getting <laughs> fucked sometimes. <laughs> It's just I'm in my anal phase right now. I should emphasize on that. I'll call my buddy Freud. I already he knows how to speak German. He can talk to you about it. Yeah, that, 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 that's a that's a that's a good one. Yeah, a, a Freudian. Um, uh, there's some Freudian influence. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. So why people why do people need that? Right? Why 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 is it why is it necessary? Why don't they face the these uh, these deep um, dark disgusting you know corners of their of their existence um, well why they don't do it is obvious because it's uncomfortable it's uncomfortable and they label it as dark and disgusting and horrible. exactly and, and then people judge you 
when you when you are like oh you know don't be so like weak or right it's um so there's also this fear of judgment i think there's some degree if you're not as a character stable you fear judgment sure right but if you're if you're if you're, if you're a strong character i think you i mean you're not you're never not you're not you're never going to give up the fear of judgment because there will always be some kind of fear but you you can you can you can handle it you can handle some judgment right so you're not you're not dependent on the judgment you're not dependent on someone else's opinion and i'm pretty sure that that this is uh, similar to how you think about things yeah well i think there, there's a an important line to walk with that which is some opinions do matter some opinions we should pay attention to yeah some opinions are really valid yeah and then a lot of the rest are not yeah and and we have to know how to decipher that true like if i were to see someone random in the street and they told me something mm. the amount of regard that i give to that is very different from what i would take from my wife who yeah. sees me every day yeah. in all of my states yeah. in all that i am mm-hmm. and can look at me and understand me in the way that she does mm-hmm. That is very different from someone who I've met a couple times and they look at me and they tell me something. Yeah, yeah. So it's really learning, oh, what voices am I going to listen to and how do I know how those voices are informed? Where mm-hmm. those voices are coming from? Yeah. You know, if, if, if my wife came to me and was just full of anger and rage mm-hmm. over something and made comments to me, that's very different from her stepping into a situation from a place of love, from a place of concern, from a mm-hmm. place of wanting the best for me and making a comment mm-hmm. too so I think that we really need to learn how to have nuance when we listen to yeah. perspectives of others I think that's a good point uh, and I think uh, it reminded me that I tend to be there's a tendency I mean I'm still working on that it's part of my character I think which, which can have <coughs> positive sides and negative sides but I'm an all in person so it means I can, I can easily ignore other things so it's good that you brought that nuance. I think it's very important. I think it's true. Um, just being ignorant to the world is very unproductive. Um, but I think there is a time for that. Sure. There's a necessity for that when you're in war, uh, whether it's actual war, which I, which I, which I hate, but um, a- any kind of personal circumstances that feel like hell, you just need to do the job and tune out everything else because your full attention needs to be on that Mm. right otherwise well first of all then you wouldn't be committed to the thing that you actually say you would be committed to and second if you have if you don't focus on that thing entirely then it means you're losing resources that you could be spending on that thing which is as the person then would say is so important to the person right so why not allocate all the resources then to the person, uh, to, to the thing that you intend to um, allocate your resources to? Um. Yeah, the, the one thing I would share on that, Alex, is oftentimes when we de- devote all of our resources to something, all of our resources is actually quite small. And yeah. if we can learn to devote some of our resources to building our bucket to make it bigger, 
Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that I that's a big question, too. True. Where oftentimes True. we get so encapsulated with something thinking, you, I just have to go all into this. Yeah. But I think it's a very good advice. Your bucket's not so deep. Yeah. You know, you've really got to dig in to figure out what's going on down there that uh, can deepen you, that can allow you to be so much more sustained. Excellent point. Yeah. I think that's an excellent point. So, oh, God, so many thoughts about that. Um, so what I'm thinking is, based on what you said, yes, you cannot empty your bucket. You, 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 that, that's, it's, not product, it's not sustainable. You will empty your bucket. It's like a, it's like a what do you call that in English? Um, feast and famine kind of cycle. Yeah, nice. Um, as a freelancer that I've been for the past 16 years, I've experienced that all the time. I seem to not have found a solution for that. Um, not yet. But <laughs> not yet. Although, I mean, now having a day job seems to be a solution. Um, but it's a lot of work then when you have a client and you have a day job. Sure. So, but what I'm trying to say is, and that's great that you made that point. I, I like that you, made, that you put me... It's funny how I can... How I'm like this stubborn asshole... And I like how you nuance me. I like that a lot. I appreciate that about really. It's my pleasure. It's my pleasure. Definitely. That's, uh, I like that. It's, it's very, uh, it's super helpful to have that warrior that I have inside of me to just tame it, to, to curb the, the whole thing a little bit to agree. So what I'm trying to say is you have the bucket, you have the capacity. It's all, it's all good, but you need to be preparing for restoration and rejuvenation Yeah. So it's kind of when I'm when I'm when I'm working, and I like to work. It's it's I really like to work. Um, there's a work workaholic tendency that I have, unfortunately, which I hate, but I like to work. If it's good work, I really like doing it. So and you do these like Pomodoro twenty five minutes of work, and you do five minutes of break. And what I found is, you're actively recharging while you're working. If you if you if you happen if you can work like this, not everyone, not every prof profession obviously can work like this, but if you can work like this, then it means you work the 25 minutes intensively and focused, and then the five minutes actually rejuvenate you so much, you could even like underestimate the effect that it has on you, but it does. So you're actually working. I mean, break taking a break is still working because you processing things but you're actually rejuvenating while you're working and I think that's that's the great thing about that and that's how you're filling the, the bucket again you, and I think that's why also there's a necessity um, to have as we talked about before kind of having a side activity that refills the you know everything that's straining you need to refill that so whether it's me working out or running at Copacabana Beach which is nice to watch all these all these people, it's very, like, you know, when you have these, you know, these people being very serious in the face when they're working out, I really like that because they're very dedicated and committed. Um, also me being German, ha having a serious face, a ser <laughs> the serious resting face, um, that kind of resonates with me, um, as opposed to like, the, oh, jolly, jolly, jolly kind of thing. Um, so, so that's nice. And so you, um, so you rejuvenate, in this case, exercise like running or whatever, walking, hiking, that fills the, 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 the bucket again so you can actually use uh, well actually increase your energy level and f deepen the, the bucket as you said so there's a necessity I think the overarching topic of we're talking about partially it is is really having a side thing like a, 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 a like a, a second thing 
although kind of we didn't talk about well whatever I'll, I'll make this first this point first and then the other one but the, the like a second the second thing that kind of helps you um rejuvenate recover and stuff like that while you're having the main thing but the second thing not being a distraction more like a, um completing the picture right so you still have to focus on even if just 80 percent focus i think is fair enough on a thing and then 20 percent of free play whatever sure. whatever sure. it is yeah um so that seems to be that, that seems to be like an ongoing topic in our conversation so far. Yeah. Right? Like eighty twenty Pareto principle kind of thing. We were talking about that, yeah. Yeah, so something that I've realized with myself as I've gone through my own personal learning with attention and work and focus is the more that I push myself to really concentrate on the most important part of experience of life being flow mm. or deep engagement mm -hmm. the more that I really focus and reinforce that that is what I'm here for that is what we're all here for that is optimal experience optimal experience is full engagement to the point where you are so involved in the task to the point where nothing else is really coming through your head y your resources the max of your attentional capacity is going into this thing and you're doing something that means something to you and that is engaging to you and that, that will bring something greater for you that will compound. Mm -hmm. The more that I've gotten to engage in that mm -hmm. and to really push myself to do that more and more is the greater of a quality of life that I've realized that I'm able to attain how good I feel in those moments, how not tired I feel coming out of them, mm. and how I can go from that experience to the gym where now I don't listen to any music, no podcast, nothing, while working yeah. out. Yeah. And it's like, just there. Engage the muscles, engage that experience itself because that should be overwhelming without yes. any additional stimulation. Exactly. And you should allow it to be that way. Walk home, do dinner, have that conversation with your partner. Yeah. Sit down at the end of the day, reflect, write down everything you did. Yeah. Have a good quality night's sleep and then yes. get back into it. Like 100%. That for me, like learning how to create this bigger system around how can I engage and get into flow more in all the things that I do, that has just been this huge switch for me where it's just really made a difference of yeah. the quality of my life shoots through the roof. Yeah. And I, I just wish more people could do that could get in, engage into that and to say you know what i don't need my 25 and 5 i don't need my like get into it and then i just need a break because i'm tired i wish that people could find the thing inside of themselves that allows them to like realize that all of those doors and things that are stopping them from that are like self-implanted you we don't need the doors we we can fully be there yeah we just have to let go and i think that that's so hard is i'm supposed to believe that I'm supposed to be tired by work. I'm supposed to believe that yeah. this is going to False exhaust beliefs. me. Rather than, actually, what if I just sat here and, and did this thing and allowed myself to be here and did this and then on the other side, continued to go with my life? Yeah. First of all, great. I, I really like that. 
That, that's a good snippet. Put it on, put it as a separate snippet <laughs> or, you know, whatever, as a teaser. Uh, it's like, you know, people, people should wake up to that message. I'm, 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 I'm serious. Um, I was trying to run listening at Copacabana Beach, uh, which is actually, I mean, come on. I'm, we're like five <laughs> minutes away from Copacabana Beach, right? You're right. And I'm just like casually getting up, like, you know, saying, I'm walking, I'm running along, Copacabana. I just want to state that as a <laughs> fact of appreciation here, okay? So uh, that's awesome. Uh, in the morning with the sand and stuff like that. So, but what I was trying, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm on you uh, on, on, on that, you know, I agree with, with, the, with the idea of not being exposed to music or listening to things while you're working out. I was trying it the other day again and I was just like, it was just fumbling. I was just like doing with the headphones, like, you know, because it was with a cable that I used, uh, like some old AirPods or whatever they called, not AirPods, you know, earpods, earpods, <laughs> earpods yeah, not AirPods. And so, um, I was, I was using that, but I was just getting distracted by that. So I was just playing with that. I was, my focus was on something else. And even if you have AirPods and they are like cool and all, whatever, it's still like a thing that maybe has a bit of a, you know, it, it does something. And if you really pay attention, there's a pressure there. Yeah, there's, yeah, exactly. If you're, especially it's, it's, it's a little agonizing. Yeah, so it's true, true, uh, especially over a period of time. So uh, plus the music and then it's loud and the cars are next to you. And, and right, it's just extra noise, extra noise, extra noise. No, you don't As I want said, that. it's already a lot. It's, it's already, already a lot. lot. It is already a lot, exactly. So you being there and I had a, this good conversation with Wayla um, this uh, other Airbnb um, um, uh, guest where she said running is really hard and she was not talking about the running itself she's a slow runner as she said um, but running is hard because you are with yourself oh yep and now we're back to that topic where we said you know why, why don't people why, why, why would you do that like why would you need that extra stimulation, right? Why is it that you cannot face it? It's to avoid something. Yeah. Yes. So running is actually meditation. It is calming. I, I'm, I'm watching myself while I'm running. And I'm, what I'm usually doing is I'm standing up right now and I'm doing a, a gesture of my hand. I don't know, my arms going top down, top bottom, kind of like, a, like wings. Mm -hmm. But I'm, it's kind of a meditative kind of calming, calming myself down like this. This is my gesture. I don't know if you can prescribe that better than I can. It's the inverse of raising the roof. The inverse of raising a roof. Okay. No, you know the raising the roof? You, you oh, put your hands and oh, you push yeah. up. Yeah. You just push it down. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, that's yeah. How, how the listeners can... Exactly. Yeah. So that, that's, that's a good picture. So I'm, I'm doing that to calm down. So in, in terms of breathing in this case. And that's where I feel... It's mostly a battle that is happening in your head. And when you can, when you're strong enough, when you have a fortress, because my goal is to be a fortress for myself and for the people that I care about, right? Um, and I like that a lot. And being, a, a, you know, um, a stoic, a scholar of stoicism, obviously helps you becoming a fortress because that's what the whole thing is about, <laughs> basically, in a nutshell. How to become a fortress, a mental fortress. Uh, presented by Marcus Aurelius, <laughs> more or less, <laughs> um, and a bit of Seneca and a bit of uh, some other people. So, um, but yeah, uh, basically, 
that 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 little monologue that you had there, it was beautiful, it was really nice. And um, how can the, the question you asked was how, how why don't people why don't people do do it right? So wh how can you how can people do it to achieve that state where they don't need to be exposed to the other stimulating the other extra well other extra noise basically yeah. basically what you described when you said hey okay I'm gonna have the workout I'm gonna go home wife or whatever boyfriend girlfriend partner having conversation dinner evaluating the day going to bed in peace sleeping well that's an ideal day for me um, it goes very much in the direction of what I wrote the other day um, there was an exercise that I wrote um, that I learned from a guy name is not, not important more like a you know one of those business people trying to sell their products through a story and in this case he did a good job because I bought some stuff from him sure um, so it worked and <clears throat> he called it like a perfect day or perfect morning or something like that <clears throat> and I applied this exercise what is a perfect day for you um, and, and, I, and I wrote it down um, at this time I was still in my Singapore face um, I still kind of am but it's a, it's a little bit more because uh, I'm, I'm, I'm I'm going in a different direction um, but what, what I did what I did in this mindset so the perfect day is like getting up um, whatever like six seven in the morning um, having the first three four hours just to like brainstorming getting things out of my head pretty meditative uh, run at the beach obviously there's beach um, going back to the house the house is like a wooden relatively dark wooden uh, sliding doors very large one one very giant sliding door opening the whole thing and then a room of uh, maybe 20 25 square meters not not too big um, it's in a jungle uh, so jungle meets beach and ocean that's that's the thing and then I have a I have one one bed in the main room and I have to the side just a toilet and the bathroom and then I have a, that's not a description of the day, but I'm, I need to describe the, I think the, the room of where the whole thing happens in the perfect day. That's why I'm saying that. So, and there's a giant screen. It's a semi-opaque or semi-transparent. So I can see through that. If I want to see the beach, I can see it. But if I want to see the actual, what's being displayed, then I can see that. And then, um, so I'll do my brain dump. Can be on paper, but it would probably be on a computer. Uh, I'll do some work. Um, of course, I won't be doing client work. <laughs> I, I, I would be, I would be doing having my own products, uh, some creative products, um, you know, some storytelling related. Probably, um, I would be done by twelve. Have lunch. Um, relax. Maybe a bit of a midday walk. Very likely. Probably could be too hot. That's also likely. Uh, then having maybe another work session until three. So I would work roughly six, seven, maybe eight hours. Maybe more like six. 
and then around uh, afternoon and evening I would be meeting friends jamming just a creative exchange maybe a bit of business exchange creative uh, um, so that that has been the dominate my dominating thought pattern or thought preference I guess uh, being like abstinent being away from the woman's world because as it turns out if you enter the woman's world there is a lot of drama and breakup oh surprise surprise so um, for you so far at, at least for me I mean I, you know I've been I've been fucked in this oh I, I maybe blessed I don't know what do you want to call that um, but there were six years easily without a woman without sex without all these things uh, and it was very refreshing kind of like a reset button you know how people do these um, these whatever sabbaticals or you know t time off I think I had that but just for six years also and it was probably necessary and now I can be okay on my own I'm still longing for love and care and a partner to some degree sure but I can be on my own and be okay with that and not be miserable like I'm 100% on my own and, and that's that's the that's what I'm, I'm just saying that because in the picture of the perfect day that that is a that is an important factor right so as long as you have those friends to meet for in this case like four hours or so in the evening then you have your social um, battery charged you got your joy you got also your distraction to some degree and then you just go to bed in this case it would be 10 p.m getting up at six or so and then do the whole thing again and it all happens in nice tropical humid climate no problem with allergies <laughs> i'm an allergic person so that's why it's important to me so water helps as well and that's my ideal day the perfect day and that's based on what you said when when you described that people you know do their un like what's the word un yeah undistracted life like not even i'm not lo looking at watching lo looking at a tv uh screen and I want to say not being distracted by things like a TV. Uh, sure, sure. So, like, you know how television sometimes is the center of the living room? Like, it, everything leads to that? It is, yeah. Right? And it's very different when it's not the case. Like, in, in, the, in the Airbnb apartment with Elba, there's just, like, wooden, dark wooden pieces. Very kind of antique kind of thing. No TV at all. Everything is leading basically to the window where you see the pajaros, the, the birds, mm -hmm. and the banana that, they, that she feeds them with, which is very cute. It's uh, the game in town. That's, that's, the, that's the thing to see. That's what, yeah, uh, you know, fuck Cristo de That's not That's not why you're here, Copacabana. No, you want to see the birds. And I must say, it's a very good Airbnb because it's a, it's a very, the, the room that I have, it's, it's, it's close to the... Um, well, it's basically facing kind of a mini jungle, so to say. 
And so you hear the birds, you see, you see the plants, and sometimes in the night, uh, like some leaf fall, and they're pretty heavy, like, <laughs> like this, you know? And I was working at night, so I'm, obviously I'm hearing it. Uh, but it's very, it's very funny. It's, it just reminds me that uh, jungle is, uh, when people, people kind of have like a romantic idea about these things, but it's very noisy. Jungle is so noisy. When I was in Colombia, and I know you were in Colombia as well, spend a night in the jungle of Colombia. It is so noisy, right? Um, and, and so that's, uh, it's actually funny how noisy nature is and how we're longing for and how we associate nature with silence. It's quite the opposite. It is quite the, it's, it's, it's weird then, right? Why, why we say, yeah, let's go to nature and peaceful. Yeah, I mean, in a forest, in a, let's say, European forest, it is, and the winter or autumn, yeah, you probably don't hear a sound. Every bird is gone because they say, fuck you, it's getting cold. I'm going to leave that place, you know. I'm going to Italy or whatever, North Africa or, or whatever, South Africa, wherever they're flying, these crazy birds. And, but there, there you have complete silence and that's great. But other than that, like you have tropical climates in a jungle, not, no silence at all. I don't know how people relax here. If, how do people relax in Brazil? That's they, my question for you. They relax socially. Yeah, but that's not relaxing well, for some people. You have to take a step back and realize that you're someone who is so audio, mm. audio driven. Like True. For you to relax, you need to slow but, down on that part. Yeah. And for a lot of people, that's not the case for them. Yeah. You know, Got it. They can hear that huge speaker that people bring to the beach. <laughs> and they, they can hear the waves. They can hear all the talking. And that's like ease for them. Mm, interesting but I think it's, it's to a degree of false ease mm. because it's an ease of this is enough stimulation for me to feel comfortable mm. and I don't think that those people could shut all the noise off and be okay with themselves yeah I think that that's Just, my that's my worry about people that's the it's topic that of our conversation right my yeah. worry about people is that they can't sit alone in the silence to yeah. be okay yeah I remember I, I recorded a podcast very long time ago probably at least four years ago where I advocated to my listeners to take five minutes to sit in silence and to just allow themselves to be yeah and a friend of mine at the time sent me a message and said you know I am deathly afraid of my thoughts mm. I run as soon as I can from mm. the space of what inside of me might start to say yeah and I think that that's the case for a lot of people. They don't want to hear what that internal voice has to say. And yeah. they're running from it internally. Yeah. Yeah. Rather than realizing, hey, that voice inside of me needs a hug. Because it's, it has suffered. It yeah. has gone through pain. Yeah. It has trauma that it's carrying with itself. Yes. And I, yeah, I, I just feel so bad for people mm. who go through life with this internal voice that beats the shit out of And because it, and the thing is, they're running away from that, and it's constant running, and that's exhausting even, as opposed to facing it. Like, yes, of course, I mean, it is, it is painful to face it, but it's even more painful to run away, because guess what? You know, when you are like a criminal, I don't know if it's a good example, but I'm thinking of it. So you're a criminal, and you're running away because you know you did bad, and police is chasing you. They stop at some point. Yeah. 
first of all, they're they exhausted physically, but mentally as well, because they know they did some bad thing. And uh, well, in the end, because I believe in the good of people, but um, th they good, did a bad thing and they just want to, they just want some, some closure to that. So um, do you really want to drag in to, to be growing that much until you can't really deal with it anymore? Until it seems bigger than what you think that you're capable of dealing with. Yeah. Exactly. You, and then you're overwhelmed. And then you enter crisis. And then you enter depression. And then you have a nervous breakdown and stuff like that. I'm thinking of, of a Jordan Peterson episode. I was uh, listening to the f very first Jordan Peterson podcast episodes. The first three or four, which were very insightful. And I remember there was one story where the boy was talking about a dragon in a house. And the mom or the parents couldn't see how the dragon was growing and the, the boy kept saying hey you know the dragon is all over the place like it was just so small it started like this like you know really like just a finger uh thumb um small and now it's like it's, it's the full house and i think the um so there were there were many things about about the story but it's it's the ignorance of the parents towards what the ch what child is talking about kind of ignoring the uh, like the worries of the kid but then also like ignoring bigger problems you know the elephant in the room so to say in this case it was a dragon also um where so when are you going to address that it's there yeah. you know how you have pressure in the room and you know there's pressure in the room uh between people like tension and everyone everyone knows it everyone nobody's talking about it right and so the one who breaks that silence and says, so what, what's, up, what's up with that thing that's in the room here? And say, people, what? What are you talking about? Of course they have. They all know what's going on. We all know what's going Everyone on. Everyone knows what's going on. You're the murderer. <laughs> in the billiard room with the knife. It was you. <laughs> you killed the rabbit. <laughs> Whatever it was. Um, and... Um, so it's like I'm thinking about like like uh, like I'm not saying stupid but but rather rather easy to solve things because they don't need to be that big. It's like you know how people say they're afraid they'd rather be dying than being afraid on, to uh, being being on stage because they have fear stage fear right um, and stuff like that. So it's this is this is very basic right. So there is a problem and you solve the problem right normally n pretty straightforward and so taking the example of stage fear right so you are in front of a stage and what you do is you just talk to people just the way you would talk and yeah you, you present of course so you make a little bit of an extra effort but actually it's not it's just that if you kill all the i don't even know why stage fear is a thing it's, it's more, probably more like people laughing out loud and laughing at you and not with you and, and being ridiculed is kind of a, a big thing for people. You know how for men, when they're being tossed uh, or being like, um, like laughed out loud by, by a woman, let's say during the act. Um, <laughs> during the act. Right? <laughs> yeah. um, that, that is a bummer. That's a big, big blow for the man, right? Like you, you can, like, some, some, like you, can, you can make it, like you can, whatever it is that, that, that happened, right? For the man with the big ego, it's a problem. Yeah. 
for the man with a big yeah that's that's a good uh, good qualifying statement yeah so um I'm, I'm trying to say with these examples they seem to be loosely connected but i think they are overall is just there is a lot of like relatively simple psychology uh, or simple solutions to psychological challenges where just facing it very early helps just keeping the problem small and tiny and just like just kicking it in a basket you know of course you treat it but then you can dispose it because it's it's over so that's how people build up grudge against other people or things they hold on to it yeah and I know in the beginning we talked about Israel and Hamas how people like intensify these divisions because they stand for a certain thing um, so you know just continuously uh, um, contributing to, to that thought so it becomes more extreme and extreme and extreme because then it's funny because I think extremism or maybe that's a I don't know if we should go with in this direction but um, so extremism lives from the idea that people need extra stimulation or could be I'm, I'm really considering that as a, as a possible thought where people become so extreme so they start small like saying hey you know I really like uh, I really don't like Germans you know? like Germans are really like you know they're they don't love they they are not they're not funny, they they just uh, they just eat uh, sausage every day. Uh, they they're not, they're not fun people at all, right? They're all Nazis. <laughs> they're, they're all all that, and then 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 you know they they create this bubble saying hey you know or not bubble even not even they they ally with other people who have a similar take on Germans saying yeah you know they're all like this and all like yeah i agree yeah i heard that you know have you heard about that other german who's doing that and that yeah okay yeah, i heard that too yes and, uh, you know not good people not good people and so what they then want is they they um they get bored by the idea oh well it's just like that and like that so they are like this so they have their the enemy the, the image of the enemy so to say the thing they can hate um but they feel oh there needs to be something more Oh, I need to add some something more to the story. Like you, like you don't want to end the story. You want to continue the story, so you further simulate the thing. And whenever, whenever you can find another thing that you can add to this story, then it helps you make the whole thing bigger than it actually should be. So there's a there's a there's a thing of what we talked about with simulation, um, and there's the thing of continuing the story, feeling important as a third element as well. And that could actually lead to then extremism, plus just being very uh, hurt initially. Because the solution, as far as I know, uh, a possible solution is for that conflict, is actually if Israel said, hey, you know what? You get the territory that was initially agreed upon with the British, I think, when the British, uh, you know, the, the kind of spit saying, hey, you know, Palestinians get that, Israel, sure. Jewish people, Jew people, Jewish people get that. So if, if they got that territory without the whole dominance and presence in, in West Jordan uh, and, uh, you know, that kind of thing, uh, that is a very kind of 
that seems to be like a friendly solution. Israel has their territory. Palestinians have their territory. No kind of infiltration. It seems to be very, yeah, peaceful. I don't know. But that's not the case. Yeah, it would be peaceful if nobody had a lust for more. Yeah. The greed? Is it the greed? It's very, very hard to find a person on this earth who doesn't want more. Yeah. And with that in mind, I think of the most extreme examples, and there have to be extreme examples just based on how we are. Mm -hmm. There are people with... There are people who want very, very little, and then there are people who want quite a great deal. Yeah. And unfortunately, those who want quite a great deal because they want quite a great deal they are very motivated to go and obtain it yeah and they're often motivated to some drastic and horrific ends mm-hmm. to try to obtain the things that because the purpose is more important than the, the, the way you get there yeah like the end goal it's very Machiavellian yeah it's also ends justify the means yeah. <laughs> yes yes sure yeah but I think it's this other challenge of you have all of these people who are acting in these ways and doing these horrible things. And I think it would be... I would go as far as to say it would be impossible to find one of them who is not pulling from somewhere in that bucket of some deep trauma, Mm -hmm. some deep pain, some deep suffering that they've undergone. That's something I think about a lot of what could be happening here of what happened to them when they were a kid what Mm -hmm. messages did they hear Mm -hmm. what did they come to believe yeah what is not satisfied for them what are they scared of what are they running from Mm -hmm. what are these deep things down there that is driving the way that they're acting now and how could that come to be understood by someone else how could they come to understand that and then utilize those tools as something that can be transformational in a positive way that would allow them to utilize their abilities, their unique self, mm-hmm. to do something good in the world, to work together with other people to do something dignifying yeah. rather than terrorizing. Yeah. But I, I doubt that that's the place politics will ever occupy. Probably true. Um... Yeah, why are people so attracted to evil then? To bad things? Why do women engage with assholes? Right? <laughs> similar thing. It's a similar thing, right? Why is that? Pe- person treats you bad. You stick to the person. You're the prisoner. And the, the guard? What's it? The ward? Yeah. The, the, sure, both work. Yeah. You've fallen off with the guard? Guard treating you badly? Why is that? What's wrong with the people? I keep asking the question. Yeah. I have an answer to that, which would be... The uncertainty of what's on the other side of letting go everything that you have right now. That's scary. Mm. You don't know what's coming. But even in the worst of circumstances, you know what you're going to get from the ward tomorrow. If you 
let go of the war tomorrow. And you, if, if you go on your own way, you don't know what's coming. You don't know what tomorrow is going to look like. We need to talk about something after the podcast. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Wow. Yeah. The fucking certainty. I mean, we're, we're built for certainty. Yeah. Most of the people who embraced uncertainty in the history of the human race died. They went into a place that they weren't used to and they got eaten. Mm. Or killed or eaten alive in some way. Yeah. Some survived. Yeah. Well, that's how you, uh, humanity is progress, right? Because of those people who go into the uncertain. Uh, those are the heroes. Probably, yeah. You could call them heroes, I think, yeah. That's what Joseph Campbell would call them. Yeah. Yeah, true, yeah. Sure, of course. Yeah, I mean, otherwise, it's what I described before in our pre-podcast conversation. Otherwise, what's the point if you don't go all in and to enter this territory that is unknown? Um, The thing with that is, um, I'm thinking about Derek Sivers, um, very kind of a role model, kind of for me, like potential of at least. An inspiring uh, figure. Inspiring figure. I met him once in Oxford, which I'm extremely proud. I'm <laughs> so fucking proud about that. He was there. I told him about Studio List, my startup, about, about um, voiceover studios that I'm collecting on, on, on a website. I was pitching it to him, saying, hey, no, I want to talk about that. And that's why I talked to him and met him in Oxford. Mm -hmm. He was there at the time. Now he's back in New Zealand, I think. Uh, I had the chance. Uh, I like Oxford a lot. It's, I like it a lot. Really, really nice place. Um, anyway. Um, ah, fuck. What, what was the other thing? I keep having these, these, um, these uh, side things. that We were talking about uncertainty. Uncertainty. Ah, I think, I'm, ah, I, think I lost it. I think I lost it. Oh, I think it's it's gone. Uh, I think what I would like to go back to what would you you know that it would be nice to, to rewind. But anyway, um, so yeah, no, I can't I can't form the thoughts right now. Can I? No. So, no, I lost my, I lost my track. I'll give you something else. Yeah. Your birthday's on Monday. Ah, shit. Oh, God. I'm going to be 40. Woo! The four. <laughs> four is coming. The fifth decade begins. Oh, God. <laughs> yes. Wow. Um... If you look back on your 40 years, <coughs> is there something that you would universally tell people to not do based on the experiences you've had? 
so you enter a certain age and then you become a person. Oh, <laughs> that, that's what's happening. That's what's happening. So, you know, you're an old person now. Now talk to the younger ones. No, uh, I've, I've asked myself this question. Oh, that's okay. Okay. And you, you're much younger. Yes. You have a drastic age difference. Vast age difference. <laughs> you could be my dad. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite, which is good. That's a, also, it's a reassuring. It's yeah, that's a, okay. Okay. We're good. We're good. We're good. Even if, like, I don't, you know, whatever. Um, so, 40 years uh, of experiencing the world, life, and um, the absence of life, because people die. Um, so, what do you say? I would say not taking oneself too seriously is probably a very wise thing i think the thing that i did that was not good is doing it too much with it not taking yourself too seriously like that is something and i'm learning that in this current phase especially where at some point you want to you want to be a committed person otherwise you just become a joke and i was a i was a joke for for people to some degree because i was allowing myself to be seen as a joke like as a person who is like you know crazy dude the crazy dude they're not really paying it. People don't pay attention to the crazy dude. Not necessarily. You know how, how um, was it Gandhi? First they laugh at you. Uh, at first they ignore you. Then they laugh at you. Then they fight you. And then you win. It is a little bit like this with crazy dudes. Um, and I'm probably still in the people have no idea that I exist. Or people laugh at me. Uh, people fighting me is probably because I'm, I'm barely known like in terms of like whatever like niche fame or whatever so there's not even there's no, there's no ground for that but but, uh, but but what I found for myself is I was definitely fighting myself too much beating myself up too much being too strict with myself uh, also at the same time while not taking myself too seriously which is just the, the whole very confusing part of life where contradictory things happen at the same time and you think you can hate and love someone at the same time and you think it's impossible to do that but it, it actually is a reality <laughs> it is a real love hate is a factual reality uh, it's very strange to to maybe accept that embrace that so embracing the the um the whole wobbliness and wonkiness and kind of wishy-washiness of life where things are probably not in order unless you make an active effort to put things in order and me being a creative idiot that I am uh, idiot in a sense of that I don't worry about saying crappy things as a creative exercise to get to the, to the gold 
uh, and sometimes just saying bullshit for the sake of saying bullshit <laughs> because it's fun but also um, thinking about the the breakup that we talked about earlier before the podcast and the person that um, that still is and ha have made me uh, like a better man which, which I told her right? I told her that she's making me a better man and I'm, I'm still convinced about that because of the things that she portrays and the way she presents herself I want to be the, uh, that, that better man and that's very different more mature after 40 years you can be mature it's, it's a good time to be mature I'm a late bloomer by the way I should say that if, if it isn't obvious uh, I, I am uh, because uh, current state right now is being single uh, in a uh, not in a relationship no kids nothing I'm at 40 I'm a potential what is the film called 40 virgin 40 year old virgin <laughs> is it what, what you know that it's the, called the 40 year old version the 40 -year -old virgin. Steve Carell yeah. yeah Steve Carell yeah so well I'm not a virgin obviously I fucked with whatever 18, 19 whatever it was the first time so yeah that's 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 a bit of a while ago 18, 19 yeah. which is late right it's relatively late for no uh, it's probably fair. Oh, at least it is in the area where I grew up, you know, where we had drugs at six. East so, you know, Berlin. You know, <laughs> East Berlin, tough village, you know, people fucked when they were like, they had their first erection with seven and a half. <laughs> <laughs> so, incredible image. <laughs> it's really disgusting. I, when I was playing soccer um, in, my, in my primary school years, I was, I was seeing 10 year olds. Um, Oh no, I think I was older. I was 15, 16. I was seeing 10 year olds like smoking. I was playing soccer, being all athletic and stuff like that. <laughs> and they were smoking with 10 years. That's baffling. And that, that's, that's disgusting. It is so disgusting. It's like as, as disgusting when I saw on, on, those, um, on those, what are they called? These, uh, you know, um, w these shows, Winfrey, uh, Oprah, Oprah Winfrey. Oprah Winfrey. Yeah. That, like these shows where, where there's like an audience and then people present themselves with weird stories and they laugh them out loud. Oh, laugh like Dr. Phil. Yeah, something. Some, Jerry Springer. Something like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so, so things like that. So I, it's like, um, so I feel um, with the smoking the, the, the being disgusting and then also equally disgusting uh, the, me disgusted seeing people on, on a show like this because in Germany we, we had similar formats um, where there was a person who had bad teeth and I was like I was just brushing my teeth when I saw these teeth mm. so, so, so that kind of being that being disgusted like I really cannot stand it um, and um, yeah it's one of those things where where I lost my track again because I don't know how we ended up. I wish I would make a mark in my brain and finally realize, oh, we were talking about the 40, yes. the, 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 the virgin. Um, and, oh yeah, commitment. That, that's how we went back. Um, and your question was originally, what's, what's, the, what's the, the thing I could share after 40 years? So I think being a committed person is great. Being exposed to people who are committed is great. I'm looking at you, Matt. Um, <laughs> and as much as I am not necessarily a friend of marriage, I like the idea of the commitment a lot. But I don't like to put people in chains, which is probably a not so romantic 
interpretation of marriage, but I, I feel it's, it's certainly not how I see it. But that's alright. It, it's I'm, I I would I would agree that you probably don't agree with that. Um, but it's uh, it's 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 unnecessary. But I understand why people do it, um, and and maybe there will be a version of me where where uh, where I will think differently. But for now, I would I wouldn't want to be put I can put in air quotes in chains uh, like this uh, because uh, I would rather for them to be walking away whenever they want. Of course, that seems to be the most one of the most important things that I value right so commitment not taking yourself too seriously not not exaggerating and not taking yourself too seriously until you become a clown unless you're a comedian so you are a clown by profession but then you stop being a clown when you're not acting on your profession yeah stop being a clown when you're not being a clown exactly that's stop being a clown when you're not being a clown exactly so uh, so I was, I was writing a note the other day because I've been writing a, a lot of notes the past days after, after this breakup. And um, it's, uh, I was writing down, I was literally writing down, I'm not a joke anymore, I'm the real deal man. That's what I wrote to myself. I'm exploring the kind of winner mentality. I think we talked about this before a little bit. Uh, there's a video, oh, what's the name? I forgot that I uploaded I, this Eric a, Thomas yeah Eric Thomas yeah exactly Eric Thomas cool ah I'm glad you remember, uh, remind, uh, remember that um, so kind of the winning mindset and, and stuff like that uh, and I put it on my YouTube channel it's, it's like the, the thing that you see uh, as the first video and I will need that mindset in the next couple of weeks and months and years quite a lot uh, otherwise I'm not going to succeed and the the goal that I have ex, um, communicated prior yes. to the <laughs> podcast. Um, and now people are wondering, what are you talking about? <laughs> you will never know. That's, that's for them to wonder about. Yeah. <laughs> if they that's, wish. that's a cliffhanger for the next, uh, for the next episode and 300 uh, episodes also. We will see. Um, but having that mindset, winner mindset, productive mindset, uh, not necessarily like overly like jolly, 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 uh, like you know the world's beautiful although I like the idea I like the hippie style kind of mentality it's nice it's good it's reassuring but in the end it's also yellow and what I mean by yellow is uh, yellow is the sunshine and yellow is bright and yellow is the, the, the shirt that I'm wearing right now from Nike not getting sponsored no sponsor <laughs> soon maybe <laughs> Mad Fast podcast sponsored by Oh, the best podcast. It's the best podcast, not Mad Best. Correct. Um, the best podcast is the best podcast. So I'm wearing this yellow shirt. And uh, for me, yellow is important because yellow is not only uh, bright and uh, Brazilian even, uh, but it's also uh, work. If you think of bees, working bees, they are working their asses off for the queen, right? And so that's why yellow is such a great color. And my current... I think go-to default favorite color because it reflects both that. It has this kind of premise of you have the sunshine, you have the optimism, you have the hope, you have this light at the end of the tunnel, literally. 
but you also have the work ethic to get there. That's why yellow is probably the greatest color for me right now, because that's the mindset that I need, as opposed to like purple. <laughs> Don't bring me down, purple. Exactly. I'm not here for that. Don't bring me down, <laughs> purple. Exactly. Exactly what I would need. Although they are complementary. They uh, are in color theory, right? Yeah. They are. Yeah. Uh, I think or blue, blue or purple. One of the two. No, it's it's yellow and purple. Yeah. It's yellow and purple. Yellow, purple, blue, orange, green, red. Those are the par the partners. Probably. Yes. You could be right. I was in art class, but that's that's long that's a long time ago. A long time. Back in the old days. <laughs> Back in the old days, you know, when I was eighteen. You know. God. No, yeah. I think that's it. Um, okay. Um, so keeping keeping yourself level-headed, uh, keeping yourself humble. Uh, I know that's going to resonate with your listeners. <laughs> uh, it's, it's a good thing. Um, not being too much of an asshole. Sometimes you can't help it. At least I can. I'm only speaking from my perspective. Um, but overall... There's one last thing I want to say. I'm trying to find out what it is. It's your life and nobody really can or should dictate what you're doing with your life. If someone thinks you're wasting your time doing that and it's someone you care about, okay, well, sure, we talked about this, you know, listen to people that- There is nuance. There is nuance. Yes, got it. But if the feeling is so strong and your urge is stronger than someone else's opinion, which you value still, but, and you can appreciate it, you can appreciate that opinion. But then the person who gave the opinion shouldn't be bothered if you say, well, yeah, that's, that's good that you mentioned that and I will consider it but it's not something I want to be doing, even if it's a person close to you. And that person actually should be able to accept that. Otherwise, there's, it would be weird to be close to a person who cannot really embrace that you make a decision that is contrary to what the person suge suggest suggests. So um, I would say, so if life is so limited and so short, it's just a fart, essentially then make it at least a good smelling fart to your liking right and now it's the the, the final conclusion is we're cows that's what i'm saying and cow words sure because we talked about people not facing their fears that's the title of the episodes we are cow roots, <laughs> farting cow roots, <laughs> walking in herds. Before we conclude, is there anything you want to ask me? That's a great question. So there are many questions that I could be asking you, but I will shrink it down to one end, uh, one, 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 one question. No, two. 
why are you doing what you're doing? First question. And what is an ideal world for you? Follow-up question. You ask me why I'm doing what I'm doing. Do you ask this in all of the things that I do? Or in something specific? Good question. The general approach? What do you mean? I think what I'm asking is why are you living the life that you're living? The way you do it. Very deep question. Que surpresa. <laughs> really no surprise there. Um, <laughs> I will be succinct, but I think um, throughout my life, I have experienced a lot of things. I've accumulated a lot of, a lot of experiences. And along that way, I've come to learn who I am, what works well for me, and I've observed myself in the world, and I've also observed the world outside of myself. I've reflected a lot along the way. I've thought a lot about what it means to live well. I've thought a lot about what it means to be a good person. I've thought a lot about what it means to be an asset to another person. Mm -hmm. And I've thought a lot about what it means to be a great person to myself. Yeah. And through all of that thinking, through all those experiences and through all those reflections, I've come to what I would now consider to be a really strong understanding of what it means to live a great life, both internally and outside of myself. Mm -hmm. And I am doing my absolute best to do that. Mm -hmm. And I have seen how great of a life I can have when I do that. Other people have seen it, they've recognized it, and they've shared it with me. Mm -hmm. So I have both internal and external validation for it. Yeah. And that external validation comes from people whose opinions I really care about. Yeah. People whose opinions are really strong, meaningful, and valid to me. Mm -hmm. And for those reasons, I am living in the way that I do. Mm -hmm. And that is always subject to change. If I learn more, if I yeah. grow more, if I have new yeah. experiences, I will certainly adapt. Yeah. For sure, for sure. So that's the answer to your first question. Yeah. Your second question was, what is an ideal world for me? Yeah. Follow-up question. Mm -hmm. An ideal world for me in what I interact with directly on a day-to-day -day basis, or an ideal world of the world itself? Mm. That's a good question. Because I, I have my world, and then I have the world. Right. That's true. That's true. I think I would like actually an answer to both things. Okay. Globally and locally, so to say. Yeah. Or personally in this case. Very nice. I think globally, I want a world in which we can all be treated, understood, and cared for deeply as the individuals that we are. Mm -hmm. And I want everyone in the world to have at least one person, but idealistically a community of people around them mm -hmm. who really understand them, care for them, mm -hmm. want the best for them, and understand what wanting the best for someone looks like while also understanding them at the same time. Mm -hmm. To be able to say, hey, for you, in your case, 
I want to support you on the path that you're on in the moment you're in and I will do these things for you mm-hmm. and I want everyone around the world to have a network of people who truly mean that do that and then back it up consistently over time yeah I've just come to care so much about relationships who we are and how important the people around ourselves are for us to be able to mold a life that works really well for ourselves and the uniqueness that we carry and to be at our best and to contribute something good to the world on the other side so for me an ideal world broadly really has that Mm -hmm. that aspect of everyone around them has a community that recognizes their individuality and I think that that's where this collectivism and individualism can really come together Mm -hmm. it's how can we be collectives while recognizing the individuality of all of us as people and then learn how to share that and create unique networks that allow all of us to contribute with our unique skills and abilities kind of like a Eastern mindset meeting Western mindset mingling yeah. thing right? absolutely that's, yeah that's, that's cool and to answer your question about my ideal world personally yeah I'll connect it to the answer that I just gave which yeah. is I want to be a piece of that I want to help us move closer to that yeah and if I can through my marriage if I can do that through raising children in that way if I can do that through building and maintaining great relationships with my family and friends in that way in which I can be that asset that person around someone who looks at them understands them and can really let go of me mm. while understanding them listening to them seeing them where they are and allowing them to be on their path and supporting them with where they are on their path as they go that for me is an ideal world and my ideal world is also a world in which I can do all the other things around and outside of those relationships that allow me to be at my best. Mm-hmm. One in which I have the financial resources I need to sustain a good lifestyle to, mm-hmm. to feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. One where I get the quality sleep I need. Mm-hmm. I can drink all the fresh water I need. Yeah. I can eat really well. Yeah. I can work and do meaningful things during the day that help me to learn, grow, and be challenged in meaningful mm-hmm. ways. I can have those really good human connections with other people I can exercise and be strong have great endurance and be able to have stamina speed all the things that I need to be vital and then to have peace of mind to be able to meditate and to have really really sound reflective practices where I can have a podcast I can journal every night and do all those things that really allow myself to be at my best I was sorry I'm just I really like what you said. <laughs> there are two things. First, I always find it funny um, when you mention best and, you know. That is my last name. Yeah. I, I know. It's, it's, I know it's ridiculous, but it's a little bit, there's like the, there's like the, the stupid joke person inside <laughs> of me is like, I was trying to make a comment on that. Yeah, I'm just saying that. But the, the other thing, um, I'm like a listener while being a, a, a person on the podcast. So it's funny to be in this double role where you're actually, oh, well, I'm listening to a, a, I'm like a, best, a best podcast right now, but I'm also actually in the podcast. So it's a, it's a very, like speaking of, contra- that's not contradictory necessarily, but it's kind of a, you know, can you, can you be a speaker and a listener at the same time kind of thing, right? Yeah. Um, so that's, that's a, or participant and, 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 and consumer. Um, 
so that's funny um yeah great answer uh very inspiring it's one of those takeaways it's that's that's a second or third snippet that you can t- take <laughs> out of and share on social media linkedin whatever um that's nice i think that's cool yeah i think um there will there are there are more questions but i think these are like good ones uh or good answers i, I should say um so i think we can conclude it thank you for yeah let's conclude it with a hug on the podcast of course <laughs> thank you it was a real pleasure Alex yes same it was fantastic fantastico here in Rio <laughs> in Rio